Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, welcome back to episode eight of Round the Board the Speedway podcast. Me, Nathan Bunton, and joined by my usual regulars again this week, Rob Ludlow and Kane Watt. How are we doing, guys? Speedway has begun. Meetings have took place. We've been involved in meetings, me and Rob. Unfortunately for Kane, his time will come. But how's it been this week? Hello, yeah, very good. very good. Same same as Kane. Yeah, it's good, good to get back at the Speedway last night. You almost forget the smell when you haven't been to Speedway for so long. But the smell brings back happy memories. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I had a brilliant time at the Speedway that I wasn't at. Um, <laughs> it was quite fun. <laughs> Uh, no, but yeah, it's it's good to see see you back, and I hope everyone that went had a good time. Your, you your, time your time will come, Kane. I'm sure we've got meetings planned for this year. So my first one uh, will be in September. September <laughs> playoff <laughs> final. Yeah, <laughs> start big. So anyway, this moving on to this week's show. What we're going to do is we're going to delve into. Obviously, me, myself and Rob have been to meetings this week and we're going to talk about the meetings uh, that have happened this week. And we're going to move on to some meetings next week as well, um, preview some of those. And what we what we had um, intentionally do was to have a meeting of the week, which was originally meant to be Plymouth and Kent later in the week. But unfortunately, me being me has had, had a brainwave this week. And after talking with the guys um, we want to do something a little bit different, but we're going to talk about that later in the show. Uh, what we're going to do to begin with, obviously the latest news and the, the Speedway season beginning. And I want to pass over to you to begin with, Rob. Although this was the last meeting of the week as such, um, I want to talk to you about the Peter Craven Memorial as you were there, obviously. And yeah. a very surprise winner in the end, Michael Palmtoft, who, who come in as a late replacement for Norwich Lodorn, who... Um, I believe is having visa issues, so I'm, I'm not sure if this is going to affect Bellevue with fixtures coming up in the coming week. But um, he was unable to ride. But Michael Palm Toft, a surprise winner, Rob. Yeah, he was. Um, I wouldn't have put him down as my. I, de- I didn't put him down in my predictions as, as being a as being a winner. Um, he he was the most consistent scorer over the course of the night. To be honest, I, only one race win in the first in his first, in his five qualifying heats, but. Um, yeah, he's just on the pace. Um, looked really, really fast. Um, he beat, well, he beat, he beat obviously he beat everyone at the end. And that, yeah, the the six rider heat is is something to something to witness. But it was it was really good fun last night. And there were, and as you get at Bellevue, there's always uh, two or three heats where there's just passing all over the shop. I think in heat twenty there was, I think I said to you guys on the uh, on our group chat, and there was at least about eighty seven passes in that heat twenty. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I would like to try and tell you all of them, but. There was there were there, there were so many. Yeah, Jai Etheridge went to I think Jai Etheridge went from last to second to first, back to last again, and then passed Everson on the last bend to get second. So yeah, it was it was yeah, some of the some of the races were mental, some of them were a bit from the gate, but that's speedway. Um from a Swindon point of view, uh, twenty twenty nineteen League Champions had a pretty shocking night overall actually. Only twelve points between them and uh 
Adam Ellis had a pretty big stinker actually for four last from his five rides. So um, yeah, not great from a personal point of view watching some of the um, former Robins, but yeah, overall really really good meeting. I was yeah really really good to be back and be there. And uh, Kane, just touching on uh, what Rob said there about um, not some of the Robins having poor nights, but Adam Ellis is certainly someone I want to focus on um, initially. Um, I think he's rode in the first three meetings and he's he's um, struggled a little bit early doors. Um, do you read much into it, or is this just potentially him trying out new things? It, I think the only way we find out is if we ask him. But um, yeah, we know Adam Ellis is a good rider. Um, I think a lot of people would have expected a little bit more considering he is the British champion but um, you know you look at the star studded field it's no race is easy there you know people with I think even we walk people like Etheridge and Brennan off and you know Etheridge heat 20 probably the best race of the night and Brennan did a lot more than anyone would have expected so yeah it's it's one of them things. Um, I would say it was a little bit below par, for sure. Maybe a bit more than a little bit. But yeah, I I, I don't I have no yeah, worries. I, that I, I know he's struggled with his be... testimonial again. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I have no worries that he's not going to be a quality rider come the end of the season. You know, it's of one course, of the yeah, I think um, everyone has off nights, you know, and, and it is obviously still very early stages in the season, but um, in, in such a high-class field as well as they had there. And I think we were we were commenting at the time when Rob was, was sending us race results, you, you couldn't predict what was going to happen next. No. There was just some some really indifferent results coming through. There were some fantasy speedway results in there for sure. There were some, some strange ones. Um Riders being beat. Yeah, obviously Brennan. I think Brennan in his first heat passed Doyle and Wuffington. Um, he didn't gate and finish second behind Clint. He just he passed them both on the first lap. So, um, yeah, there were some 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 strange results. But uh, yeah, there were there were riders you expected to do well. Zagar was for his first two heats was completely in a class of his own, and then had a bit of a blip mid mid meeting, and then obviously finished with a win at the end in that heat twenty. But um, yeah, Brennan. Brennan, Brennan was quite impressive actually for seven to get seven points in that field. I, you know, I, th- I think he would, I think he'd be ecstatic with that. Um, there was some some top quality riders that he scored more of, more than sorry, Jason Dewar being one of them. Only only six for Jason. Um, Adam Ellis only got two. Mujalak only got four. So just reading off the 2019 Swindon boys there. Well done. Um, and then <laughs> even you know even Robert Lambert had a race win, but he had seven and didn't make the semi and didn't make the uh, qualifier. Um, he did do a. Uh, he, I think Brennan was in the lead in one one heat in the the, the heat that Lambert won actually. Um, didn't quite go wide enough, I don't think, on them four, uh, and Lambert went round him, which was a good pass. But I think Brennan can be really happy with seven from that being. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. Um, for for a rider of such young years to come up against some of these riders is is no mean feat, and he's he's. Done himself proud there by by scoring as many as he did. He probably wanted a race win in the end, but unfortunately, seven points. It was close to a semi final place. But I'm just looking at there was there was five riders in the field currently uh, not going to be riding in the UK this season. Um, can you see one of those five? I think you could probably discount three three or four of them, and we're probably looking at Matty Zagar here. We're still with Bellevue looking for another rider. And I think I mentioned to you guys yesterday, I was expecting Zagar to be announced in the Bellevue team at some point during the meeting. Um, do you see one of these guys popping up? Zagar would maybe be the only one. Um, Lambert and uh, Wuffingdon was on the was on the bike last night talking about signing for Bellevue just to race home meetings, which is, um, well, under current rules would be a bit suicidal for Bellevue to do. Um, but... Yeah, Zegal might, might be the only one. Um, Lambert, uh, I think Beauty's pretty set his heart on not coming back to the UK, which is, again, whether or not you disagree with it or not, I'd probably disagree with the decision now. I think probably needs to ride in Britain for another year or two yet before he hops off onto the continent on his own. But, yeah, I think Zegar would be the only one if they, if they can get, get him back in the team. That's quite good. But 
think he might take some convincing. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, oh, sorry, can go on. Uh, no, I was just saying I, I agree with Rob there. Zegar is the only real one you would think has a half decent chance. I think Nikolai Clint as well, possibly. But yeah, I, I think you sort of have to look through it with the worst of your glasses. I don't think we're going to see any of them at least start the season at this rate. Um, next season, who knows? Because I know there's there's been talks that they're trying to come to some sort of agreement with Poland and Sweden. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's the last time we'll see riders like this in England. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that says to me that Nikolai Klimt won't be over this season is purely because he was racing on uh, Niels Christian Everson's machinery for the meetings that he's been over with. Definitely. I know he's um, he's recently pulled out of uh, Todd Kurtz's testimonial next week as well. So um, part of the reason that I suspect that he's not coming over, but Matty Zagar is an interesting one as, as Bellevue still hunt for another rider. And obviously mm. the confusion around Norwich Blodorn and what's happening with him. Especially as Bellevue start in the League Cup next week, it, it's it's a really troubling time in my opinion for Bellevue, and I I do hope that they can get it sorted and they can track their four one to seven next week. Uh, it'd be a shame for for circumstances to dictate what might happen. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the coming week, and hopefully next week we might be able to actually predict the league. But although I'm not sure we want to predict anything because our predictions from last week were absolutely awful, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> Well, I mean, I thought ours wasn't weren't too bad, Nathan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, okay. uh, sorry, I'm, I'm <coughs> yes, yeah. So we just move on, boys. Can we just move on. Yeah, good idea. Move on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just to quickly recap, Kane uh, picked Jason. <laughs> no, no, we don't. We don't have to. We don't have to say this. No, I didn't pick Jason Dale. He was he was absolutely terrible. Um, Rob, you, you went. You went for Max Frick, who who made the final. So um, I think personally, start. I should be getting a point there. And apparently, I'm apparently he's got to win it, but well, you know, my rider you made know, the final. We didn't predict well, to make the final. No, we'll move on. Today. We'll move on to that point when I try and make a defence for Danny King at uh, Josh Orty's mm. testimonial. But um, I, I Dan Bewley crashed out. Well, I didn't crash out, but went out in the semi-finals as well. So that put paid to our predictions for that one. But. Um, We'll move swiftly on to. <laughs> we'll, we'll move swiftly on to uh, Louis Kerr's testimonial from Sunday, which I had the great pleasure in attending. Um, just to begin with, absolutely fantastic crowd come out um, to see Louis. Um, what started as a really warm afternoon actually turned into a really cold night. To be fair. <laughs> um, I, I, I wouldn't say the racing was was spectacular, but it, it's early season and, and riders getting track time. And I suppose in many respects, the racing wasn't the important part. It was good for people to get back to Speedway and it was good for people just to appreciate what Louis has done for a sport. And I know a lot of the, the riders had many good words to say about him. Obviously, the meeting finished with um, a win for the Kangaroos, which, which uh, shocked me a little bit. Um, obviously, me and Rob, no, sorry, me and Kane went for Kings Lynn to win it, who actually circumstances dictated um, that they didn't have a very good night in the end. And Rob went for GB, who also, um, I would say a few of them probably had off nights as well in the end. Um, so for me, there was some pretty decent, there was a little bit of decent racing on show. Um, but for, for me, the riders that really stood out for me, again, Nikolai Clint had a really good night. Um, Sam Masters, after his retirement in his first heat, had a really good night. I thought Ryan Douglas showed a lot of quality as well. But for me, there was one rider that really stood out for me was um, Connor Mountain, actually. Although he only got six points in the end, he was probably involved in all of the decent races of the evening, um, having some good battles. And I think, I'm just checking, he, he actually beat some... I know he, he had a good race with Chris Harris in Heat 9 um, and then he had a good race in Heat 13 as well with um, with Richard Lawson who had a really good night for Kings Lynn again. Um, but um, yeah, another decent another decent meeting and surprising results in the end. Rob? Yeah, I mean in, in terms of our predictions we with this one I can't even claim to be any good with this one either because this is pretty appalling from all three of us here. Um, our teams managed to finish joint bottom. So 
Um, but yeah, there's as you said, there's Sam Masters is, uh, had a good night. He won the individual final by the, um, at the end as well. They like clicked top scored over the course of the night, and he was to be fair uh, uh, last night in the Peter Craven. He was he was rapid for two two race for his first two races. Nobody got near him. Um, so if he's using Everson's kit, I think he might be. Uh, he might have an exciting couple of couple of meetings at the start of the season with Everson. Um, if he rides at anything like Clint does, anyway. Um, yeah, uh, as you as you said earlier, Adam Ellis didn't have a particularly good night for for GB. Um, Chris Harris is sort of Mister Dependable, scoring a, a a decent decent number. But yeah, it is. It looks like the um, Australians sort of ran out pretty easily. Well, I say Australians with Carl Howarth and Jason Edwards thrown in there yeah, as well. But the Australian, the the Australian from Ashton and the Lime in Manchester. <laughs> but um, just came on to the point about. I mean, we've. Um, I'll say we've written off Wolverhampton at the start of the season, particularly their away form. They had five riders on show, actually. Um, just to run down, Leon Flint scored seven, Ryan Douglas eight, Sam Masters nine, Nick Morris six, Steve Worrell six. That's that's not a great struggle for the Wolverhampton boys. On, no, no, it's all very dependable scores when you consider it. But, um, yeah, it's it's the same track for everyone at the end of the day, isn't it? It's just what we think will happen, not saying what will happen. Um, yeah, uh, well, I'm not saying Wolves don't have a bad side. Uh, they don't have the on-paper quality with the likes of a Jack, like a Jack Holder or, a, I was going to say, a Brady Kurtz, but you could probably make an argument that Sam Masters is possibly better than Brady Kurtz after last season. And I, I know Ryan will like me saying that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know... The thing with the Premiership, he, a lot of people, and me included, easily put Sheffield as a top. But you can make an argument for the rest of this, the five that they could come second. Wow. I, I, yeah, I think you could make an argument for maybe some of the others. Maybe not Kingsland, but... I Ooh. expected that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah I think you could make an argument for the rest of them. We had a lot of misfortune on Sunday, actually. Um, just to fill everyone in with a few details, Jack Thomas had a bit of an off. Yeah. Um, his first ride, he's um, he's, he's commented on his uh, Facebook page just to say he's, he's okay, he's cracked some ribs, bruising and swelling on his back and shoulder, but they don't think anything's broken. So that's a positive. Wasn't a great start for him. Um, one rider who came in for him was Jack, Jack Mulford. Um, who we've mentioned before hasn't got any clubs apart from being a number eight at Kingsden. Absolutely nailed his first heat. He, he, he was absolutely brilliant. And then, to, to my surprise and probably everybody's surprise, in the second heat, he actually he gated ahead of, um, you know, I believe it was Nikolai Clint, Douglas and Charles Wright. Um, I think Clint got past him on the second bend. Charles Wright got past him shortly after. And I think a little bit of eagerness um, forced him to go wide into Ben Free and he had a big crash and he was never the same after that. I think there was some bike damage there. Um, he seems okay, but his bike was obviously well beaten up. Uh, Richie Worrell also had a crash and he had to pull out of Louis testimonial completely. He had a crash at Leicester practicing the other night. I believe he completed about three laps, um, ripped off his bike and was a bit battered and bruised. So, Already the season for Kingsland has, has not started well. We've got, we've got some bike and injury problems at the moment, but good to know that they're not serious injuries. Definitely. It, it's not ideal that they have probably cost quite a hefty summary of uh, pounds in damages, but, but hopefully it isn't as bad as what it could be. Yeah, and um, well, we'll move on now um, and say well done to Louis for his day. We hope he had a great day. Um, I've seen various comments and he has had a good day. The things that he put on was fantastic. And I know I've put pictures of my lad on social media and he had a fantastic day meeting Thomas Jorgensen. And I just want to say a big thanks to Thomas if he listens. Um, he was fantastic with my lad um, on Sunday and I can't thank him enough for what he'd done. Also, Ulrich Ostergaard and his mechanic handing out pictures as well. Made it a really family atmosphere out there and it was fantastic to be there. Um, but moving on to what was actually the season opener and um, Josh Orty's testimonial on Saturday afternoon at Scunthorpe, another meeting that um, I was keeping a close eye on on um, social media, on the Speedway Updates page. And 
Um, I don't know if it's a surprise winner or not. Um, Brian Douglas, who started the season really well, Rob. Yeah. Yeah, he did, mate. Yeah, he has. Um, yeah, obviously, he's, he, yeah, he started well. He's won that meeting. Um, and then he's obviously he's gone well at, he's gone well at Lewis Kerr's testimony as well. So, um, I don't, I don't think, again, none of us got the predictions right with the, with the Josh Orty testimonial either. Um, they, and this is what I wanted to bring up. I was second in this meeting and I argued for a point, but I was told in no uncertain terms that I wouldn't well, get a point. Second isn't first, is it? Well, that's what I mean. You know, it's it's like Saturday night when if you're not if yeah. you're not first, you're last, aren't you? So, um, okay. okay, exactly. It's, so, yeah, so then you're not you're all... not getting a point for that, mate. I mean, if you're so getting a point for that, that if you're getting a point, then I want a point, but Kane can't have a point. And I can have so, one for Pete because he's, he's absolutely nowhere near. Pete so, point, yeah. Pete point, I'm, give I'm me the Pete point. Me. I'll go, I'll go one all with you, but Kane can't have a point. Hold on well, a second. I think, we'll, I think we'll leave it as nil-nil and we'll go into this round's fixtures. And, Much and better. I can agree with this. Because we all know that Kane will flunk this one as well. We can't have him losing at this as well as the, obviously... There's the, more the means. There's more chances of points. Well, you're 3-2. You, you're, you're losing in that as well, aren't you? Yeah, yeah you're 3-2-0 in that as well. So. You can stop now. Working teams just, not having a great... We've got Adam Ellis... We've got Adam Ellis coming on in the future. I'm Ollie Allen, Swindon and Kingsland. Um, Alex Brady's coming on. Uh, Michael Palmtoft. I, I can't see Workington getting themselves back into this. You really no, want I've, to make me cry, don't you? It's relegation fodder at best, isn't it? We might be looking for a new presenter next next year, guys, to be honest. Kane might get relegated. So. It's been a good one, <laughs> gents. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun, but, well, but anyway, in terms of a in terms of a season opener at Scunthorpe, there good lineup for for Josh. Uh, um, although none of us were actually at the meeting, um, a lot of good reports coming out involving the racing um, and a good show. And there's some good scores in there. We look at at people like um, um, Jake Allen started off well. Unfortunately, he had an accident in his last one. Um, Zane Kennedy which cost him the win, year. might I add. Um, I, I doubt it, Kane, but you you lead yourself to believe that one. <laughs> Again, Ryan Douglas, obviously looking good for Scunthorpe fans. He scored well on his home track. Danny King started. Charles Wright, Mister Dependable, or Costa Guard. Connor Mountain again had a good night, so he's got high hopes for the season as well. So a lot a lot of good things to look forward to this season, I think, and um, looking forward to seeing more and more racing this season. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to take another meeting in for two weeks. Um, I can't make I can't make the Kingsland fixture at Ipswich, but I'm looking at other ones to see if I can I might be able to take some more speedway in because I don't know if I can wait two weeks. I, no, I can long... see Paul, I can see Paul down there, but I don't want to go to that one. So no, 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 I don't, I don't blame you. Just to let um, British Under Twenty One semi final at Sun on Sunday, April the tenth at Milton Hall is one I'll be attending. So I'm I'm looking for. Looking for fans of the show at that one, and then uh, well, I'll be looking for a pint to be honest with you. But feel feel free to come and have a chat with us while we're at the meeting. Um, so having having had a look at the meetings over the three meetings that we've had so far, we now look ahead to what we've got coming up next week. Um, we start uh, with the Todd Kurtz testimonial at Sheffield, um, which will be uh, this coming Thursday at seven thirty. Um, it actually. I don't know if you two are aware of this, actually. It's actually a farewell meeting as well for Todd, who's got yeah. a job in Australia. Yeah, um, yeah I always like Todd Kurtz. Yeah, so, uh, so it'll be a good farewell for him. Um, he's, he's raised a very good line-up here, just looking at some of the riders he's got in the meeting. Unfortunately, Nikolai Clint's not able to attend, um, but he has been replaced. But we look at some of the riders we've got on show, um, the Holder brothers, Jason Doyle, Brady Kurtz, uh, Luke Becker, Douglas again is there. Tobias Muselik for you, Rob. He'll be there. Sam Masters is riding. Obviously, a big Australian flavour to this one. Um, and just some latest riders that have come in as well. Charles Wright, Zan Kennedy, Josh Orty will be there. Jordan Palin and Daniel, Daniel Hume. So, a de- a de- another decent lineup for a testimonial, guys. Yeah, I, I like the look of it. As you said, it's got quite. Um... It's got quite an Australian theme, but I, that's not necessarily very surprising. Um, it's yeah, there's plenty, there's plenty, there's plenty of decent riders in there, and again, I think similar to the Peter Craven Memorial, you might have a surprise winner. I'm sort of looking, 
I'm leaning towards Luke Becker as maybe a surprise winner. Um, but again, there's there's some top class top class riders in there. Hopefully, Doyley has a better night um, for that one than he did last night. Um, you probably stick Jack Holder as favourite on on his home track, in my opinion. He's probably favourite. Um, yeah, I like I like the look of that. That It'll be interesting quite a bit. Seeing Mike Spence's brother. Yeah, it'd be, um, be nice yeah I wonder how close he'll push him to the air fence. That'll be uh, that'll be an interesting one to watch when they're uh, up against each other. But I think it's good practice for. I mean, it'll be, I'm sure you'll be keen as well, Rob, to see how Adam Ellis and Tobias Muselik go on again at Sheffield. Kyle Howarth as well. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. They go on. Yeah, definitely. It's obviously. I think Ellis will, will uh, not necessarily wake up, but he come. He start coming good. Um, he's had a obviously a tough couple of opening meetings, but I, I think he'll. It looked to have a good one here, especially with it with his home track coming up the same as Musilac. It's nice to see um, Toby taking in plenty of meetings at the start of the season in Britain. So um, again, last night he only scored four, but in a few of his heats he was reasonably on the pace. So um, a track he's not historically done that well at. So. Hopefully, um, again, probably, I imagine he'd be looking to impress on his home track. So, yeah, it'd be nothing, difficult to pick a winner. Nothing like an unbiased opinion there. No, no, nothing. I'm definitely unbiased, completely unbiased. He's only scored four, but he was absolute class. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think we. Um, uh, I know to, uh, Todd's arrived back in the country now, just to put the finishing to- touches on his uh, testimonial. But just for everyone listening. Thursday the 24th of March, tapes up at 7.30 at Owlerton Stadium, Sheffield, for anyone who's interested in going. Um, although it's a testimonial, I've not I've not watched a lot of Todd Coates in my time, but um, somebody who has offered so much time to the country and is now going to say a farewell, I think uh, pack the stadium out, give him the send-off he deserves. Some great speedway is going to be on action again, some decent riders there. So go and support them. Uh, and, and I hope he has a really good night um, on Thursday. The following night, um, we see a Time Tees Trophy get, uh, meeting between the Red Car Bears and Newcastle Diamonds. Um, I, don't, I don't know what you think, boys. I think I had my say about Newcastle in the um, in the preview show at the start of the season, and I just I, I just look at that Newcastle team and I look at the Red Car team and I think. I would just stop there, Nathan. We don't want any more issues. <laughs> I just think that Newcastle could be in trouble. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubts that they are a little under the level of what is expected, just from the points limit alone. But you have to remember they've got Lee Complain, who is definitely not a three-point rider when back in the day, but it's it's big to say had, that because he's had like what 10 years near enough you had some reports though when you came from I did, uh, Newcastle. Um, did the, they talk us through what you heard from newcastle well, uh the rumors uh, i can't say that they're true because it wasn't first-hand information and i do not live in newcastle if you can't tell from my accent um max it's clegg has reported reportedly blown an engine in the press and practice uh, but looked the fastest of the seven. Uh, Wilson Dean looked good. Blown engine. Blown engine, yeah. And he uh, still looked the fastest. He still, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, they they what we're saying, it's, it's season, Max right. Clegg is going to be the twelve-point rider this year, and he's going to make the GPs. No, I, I, I'm actually, to be fair, I'm a big fan of Max Clegg, and I'll, I will I be like interested Max to see Clegg, how he yeah. goes at Newcastle because I think he'll be up there with 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 the top. The top end of the Newcastle team. That's I think the move to Newcastle did him really good. Yeah, you know he was sort of like really just a reserve at Edinburgh, and then made the move and he really kicked on since then. It's a fair play to him. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna like stick up for it, uh, Newcastle a little bit here because I know I've, I've knocked them, I've knocked them in the past, but you've what you've got there is a team of what I'd call Mister Dependables. Yeah. Like, it's not a, a not team a that you can that cut, will, like, just say, like, oh, they're going to lose every match of the season. They're not going to do that. They're, they're a team of tries and they're a team of people that you, what you see is what you get. That's not that's not going to change. Yeah, I mean, the, the James Wright, former number one in, in the Premiership and really playing in the Championship. Matthew Weathers, he's been around, knows the tracks. We're, we're, I'm not going to go through every single rise, but basically what I'm saying is they've got riders that can score points there. Yeah, definitely. You know, at the very least, they'll win home matches. Perhaps I, I not all look, of them. 
But I look at that red card team and I think. Oh yeah, red card. I see right, right start the season. Well, you've got Eric Riss. It'll be interesting to see how he goes this season. I just, I just see that as a solid one to seven. And if I had to make a prediction, I wouldn't be surprised to see red card hit sixty next week. I also predict the red card win. Perhaps not sixty, but I think they'll they'll go up there. And Adam Ryan will score a twenty-one point maximum. <laughs> there's, there's too many biased opinions on this show. If we've not got I, I just, what do you mean? I, 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 said, I, I just said Nugent was vaguely on the pace in for his <laughs> point, but I never said he. I never said you know Adam Ryan was going to score a twenty-one point maximum. If you didn't hear me. I did. I said that. We'll, we'll swiftly move on because I can't listen to this anymore. Oh, um, sorry. On Saturday, so the weekend starts and what we can say is officially the start of the season is um, the, the Championship Knockout Cup first round, first leg between uh, Leicester and Birmingham. Um, obviously, probably one that could have featured in our meeting of the week, but unfortunately, Birmingham are still looking for that number one. So we didn't want to start previewing meetings where we didn't know the lineups. Leicester have named their one to seven. Um, I, I don't know if this is a strategic move um, or whether they had planned to do it anyway um, to unsettle Birmingham, maybe. But again, another interesting fixture, and it, it's hard to it's hard for us to come on the show now and say, "Oh, Leicester could score 60, 40, 50, whatever," because we don't know who that last Birmingham signing is. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, depending on who they sign, uh, they they do need it. They they badly need a number one. I think Birmingham. Um, they badly need someone that's going to there's an eight or nine point rider. Um, if they don't get that, then they might be in for a long night against Leicester. I think Leicester are a, a, a decent side all the way through, um, and I think Nick Morris is a is a dependable number one in the championship. So I, I would put Leicester as favourites, um, but a lot does ride on that last rider. If they can, if Birmingham can sign a decent number one there, there's no reason why they'd be. Able to, and, and James Pearson is a bit of an unknown in Britain because he comes over with quite a bit of pedigree from. Australia, but yeah, yeah, it depends how he starts off here. If he starts off on fire, then who knows? But I, I would put Leicester as favourites at the moment. Yeah, anyway. definitely, definitely for me, Kane. And um, again, we hear rumours of who might be at Birmingham, and and one name certainly keeps cropping up, which is Adam Ellis. Um, what what strikes me about this is why why wouldn't Adam Ellis have been announced by now? Yeah, um, I just I just don't, don't I just don't get to I'll, I'll go ask him if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's coming on the show later in the season. He's agreed yeah. to come on. I could, I could if probably he does ask sign for them, like yeah. But why didn't they announce it, it before? It does it does strike me that like names keep getting mentioned, but yeah, he's now ridden three times in the last week. Why? Why? Unless there's something deep down involving contractual talks and whatnot, why would Adam Ellis not have been announced by now? Yeah, uh, maybe they just haven't agreed to something and got it down on the paper. Oh, he isn't coming, and it is just people yeah. speculating because he is a former Birmingham number one and hasn't got a team in the championship. Uh, I know Zane Keller has been contacted. He has publicly said that. So you never know. Maybe maybe that's not a Birmingham, you know, because like I said, um, or like Nathan said, I should say, Bladon has got the visa issues, so it could be a short-term placement at, at Bellevue maybe. Or yeah. perhaps Richie Worrell at Kings Lynn. You know, there's there's already injuries in the season and there's bound to be more. I, I, I believe Worrell's okay and he'll be okay, oh, yeah. for okay. On, on Saturday. So I think he was just a little bit battered and bruised after his crash. I, 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 would, guess, I, I would guess Keller, I mean, uh, maybe Plymouth in the championship. I think Keller, that, w- that would make sense to me, Rob. Yeah. Kelleher at Plymouth makes more sense than Kelleher. Especially with the Birmingham makeup at the moment, to see him go there would be a big shock. And even to see him replace Blowdorn for a few meetings at Bellevue would be a little bit of a shock for me. Yeah, it's, it's just really speculation. But um, yeah, go, going back to the other thing, I, I think he's got a is a perfectly reasonable chance he could end up at Birmingham. But there's also a perfectly reasonable chance he won't. You know, we just have to sit in, wait, and wait, and wait. It's that's just, a, uh, that's eventually a, that's there. That is some cracking sitting on the face. Uh, thank you, is, thank you. I'm really good at that. You've, I won't you've, like him. We've, 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 we've been waiting weeks to do our predictions and we're still waiting. Yeah, um, you've been waiting. You Hopefully next week uh, we'll be able to at least do one prediction, even though the National League will have started next week. But just I moving think... on to um, 
the start of next week's fi- uh, cup fixtures for the Premiership and uh, the next fixture. I'm going to miss out the Ben Thunder for now because we're going to talk about that in a minute. But we've got um, Bellevue and Sheffield coming up. Another exciting fixture. Obviously, Sheffield, someone that we've highly tipped um, in the league this year and obviously the cup as well. Bellevue, we just don't know what to make of them at the moment. And and Rob, it's very hard to predict this meeting as well about what's going to happen. Yeah, um, if the if the rumours that Bloedorn's not got um, a visa are true, then they're going to be looking for they're already looking for one rider. They could be looking for another one. Um, it's yeah, I, it all depends on who they get. Again, it's pure speculation trying to trying to figure out who, who you're going to get. I, I'm I'm going to stick my neck out on the line and say it's definitely not going to be tied with it just for home meetings. Um, because if they so. do that, if, if they do that, that's uh, they're, they're not making the playoffs. So um, it would be irrelevant if, about him doing all playoff meetings because they wouldn't make it anyway. Um, He's firing shots here. I'm firing a few shots, yeah. Um, not going to friends left. No, I, I probably don't have any anyway, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I, it's, I mean, it's a bit of a, that's a, uh, I believe it's a bit of a derby match. They were talking about it last night. Um, yeah. Or, uh, you put Sheffield as, on paper, the favourites, only because Bellevue don't have a team. Once they have a team, it's a bit, it'd be easier to, easy to predict something, but these teams sort of, um, not announcing any, not announcing any riders is, is, is probably killing us here, to be honest. We've seen, we've seen a couple of Sheffield riders struggle somewhat at, at Bellevue the other night. Um, um, and then we're looking at, um, obviously, Troy Batchelor didn't have a very good season last season. Um, not that I'm gloating in that one, but um, you've got riders that may well, Stefan Nielsen coming back from injury. Um, so there might be some struggles at Bellevue, depending what sort of team they put together. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's uh, Troy Batchelor not being, t- I'm going to go to Batchelor's defence here and just say him not being too good last season isn't too relevant for Bellevue Sheffield because you don't ride for either club. So <laughs> you can uh, you can I'll give you some time to with, with withdraw that comment. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> um but yeah Stefan Nielsen I think will be good uh one of the better reserves in the league. So um I think Sheffield will be good good down at reserve but uh, I've just re- I've just realised I've unnecessarily digged him out there. You uh, have you've, you've unnecessarily you've just you fired shots at Bachelor for no for no reasons poor isn't it? Yeah. But <laughs> that, 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 was, that, was, that was a comeback for the uh, unnecessary digs at King's Lynn earlier. So, oh, I'm sorry. Go. I, I, I'm not gonna, actually, I'm not going to apologise for those. So. I, I haven't got um, a comeback, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, Mujalak and Ellis will be looking for better better nights than they, they managed last night, which I'm sure they will. Um, totally unbiased. Not because they won the league with Sweden. I'm sure they'll be, they'll be on fire when they go back there. So. Oh, don't worry, yeah, I don't worry, I believe um, yeah, I put down Sheffield as my favourites at the moment, but it entirely depends on who Bellevue sign as their sixth and seventh rider. Obviously, they've already got the number eight, but yeah, it's it, it, it's looking it's looking a bit grim for Bellevue at the moment. I think I, I somewhat disagree that I think that they could cause a little bit of an upset in this match. It, it does depend on who the seventh rider is or eighth, if you want to be petty. Um, but um, you know, Potentially, could could, um, could Bellevue be forced in? I don't, I don't know the rulings on this one, but if there is these uh, visa issues with Blowdown, could Connor Bailey have to come in for for Blowdown in this meeting? Quite possibly, that is an option. I, I don't have the rule book, uh, but it, you know, it, I wouldn't want to read it to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. I can't read. Um, <laughs> uh, I can, by the way, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I think... I hope you can read better than you can predict. Well, give me time, OK? It's touching go. We've had three matches game. and we've all got zero points. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think Bellevue could cause an upset. Um, Sheffield riders didn't go particularly well there last night. Oh, well, it wouldn't be last night when you listen to this, but they didn't go well at the Peter Crave Memorial. Um, not saying that they can't go well there. I'm going to sit on the fence again here. Just like Rob said. Um, but yeah, they've got the riders that are good at home. Brennan shocked a few. If he can keep doing that, then you know it's going to be a lot easier for them. Even Charles Wright, he had a decent night, I think. I can't actually yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He did. He had a really good night. 
seven. He's had a couple of decent nights and he's, he's putting in some meetings early season. I'm not, he's riding yeah. in. He did really well at well. Scunthorpe, I remember that. So, you know, they are race ready and anything can happen on the night. They'll be hoping to do well at home. You know, I'm not saying you should write them off yet, but maybe depending on who they sign. So you might. It's up to you. So, I, I don't care. You bet. I tell you what, you should be an MP, mate. You <laughs> yeah. A lot. You, you get asked a question, but you know you don't. You, go on, answer it. Go on. Just stick your neck <laughs> on the line. Pick one. <laughs> no. Well, I'll, I'll, wait, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'm I just teasing, teasing until we get to the predictions. Until we if, get to the actual lineups, I, I, I wouldn't want to predict it. So I'm going to do all this and predict draws. <laughs> we can't have draws this season, remember? We can't have draws anymore. Oh, I'm not going to predict a draw then. <laughs> we've, gone all American, we've gone all American in speed and decided we can't have draws anymore. No, we've got to get to overtime now. So. Golden goal, um, We'll move on before before I upset the BSPA anymore. Um, Thank God. Uh, there's another there's another fixture on Monday night, um, a challenge match between Wolverhampton and uh, Birmingham Brummies select side. Which um, I, I, again, lineups we're not we're not hundred percent sure on. I'm I'm assuming the Wolverhampton will go with their their full seven, um, and Birmingham select side I assume will have a mixture of of what they've got. Um, and potentially something a little bit stronger just to make it a, a better meeting. Yeah, I would guess. I would guess for Wolverhampton, they might use their number. They might Joe Thompson might come in for that one, maybe. Um, if they're yeah. racing just against a select team, they might give him might give him a run out. Um, I don't know which one they come in for, mind you, but I would guess that would that be a case um, for Birmingham Select? It's yeah, it's sort of anybody, anybody's guess who what Birmingham Select means. Um, who they'll bring in. I assume they'll have to bring it, you know, the, 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 whatever guests they do bring in, they'll have to be someone that's of premiership quality. Otherwise, it, it, it looks a bit of a lopsided uh, meeting, really. But, yeah. I, w- um, I wouldn't be surprised to see um, Chris Harris prop up at, at that meeting at some point. possible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, that does. Um, and then... I, I, just, I just want to touch on something here. Um, I well, don't... I, I get why they're doing it to have the select in there, but personally, I think it would be better if you just had your team turn up. You get them; it gives them track time, get them ready for the season. But I mean, I don't want I don't want to speed with a team, so you know. I agree because Birmingham, Birmingham ride at Leicester on Saturday in a in a in a Championship knockout cup first round. So I, I, I again, I agree with you, Kane. I don't I don't understand. This fixture, unless there's some meaning behind it, um, I'm not 100% sure what, unless Wolverhampton just wants some track time and they were looking I for... I suppose it's somewhat of a derby, but you know, you could still use, if you really wanted to, you could use National League riders. I wouldn't say do yeah. that, but you know, why not they pick might, your seven riders? They might well do that. They might well still do that. And, It'd um, be quite funny we... if they did, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> but yeah, just, you know... You've signed your riders. It's it's not a meaningful meeting. It's friendly at the end of the day. Just use them. And uh, just uh, we'll move on from that one. And um, I'm going to send out an apology to all Plymouth and Kent fans on this one. And uh, I'm going to say he's a friend of the show, Alfie Botel. Hopefully he's still listening this evening. Um, as we talk about um, what will be a national development league fixture at the Plymouth Coliseum between Plymouth and Kent. Um, this was going to be our meeting of the week, but um, we decided to take a little bit of a decent, a, a different track on this one because um, us being us, me being me, we've decided we've, we've come up with some new plans and we want to talk about the Ben Fund in a minute. But in terms of, of this fixture at Plymouth, um, a bit of a strange one, um, as Alfie alluded to on his interview on the show. Um, he's riding for Plymouth in the... Uh, Championship, but he's coming back with Kent um, in the in the National Development League. And if you look at the, the previous fixtures over the, especially the last five or six fixtures in the Championship last year, Alfie Botel had some really impressive scores at reserve for Plymouth. Um, and I look at the last fixture of the season between Plymouth and Kent, and Dan Jilks was riding for Kent, had a really impressive performance for them at reserve. I see this as, as as a competition between who's got the... I mean, you look at Kent, they've got Ben Morley, they've got Alfie Botel at the top end. 
Uh, Plymouth have got probably Dan Jilks, who's arguably going to be one of the best riders in the championship this year. A really interesting fixture coming up here at Plymouth this season. And Plymouth didn't have a development team, team in the National Development League last year. So it's a little bit of an unknown for both teams and some really interesting riders to keep an eye on this season. Kane, I'll come to you first. You're a bit of an expert on the National Development League. Amongst the three, expert, but in the presence of you two, possibly. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think Kent have a very exciting side, especially the top two with Ben and Alfie. Um, but I, I just think Plymouth could have it the one way if the riders there can produce what I think they can. They, they can. They will and can. I want, I want, I want to approach you about one rider in particular, Ben Trigger. Ben Trigger. Ben Trigger. Uh, yeah, um, local rider, what, isn't he? What, what do you make of him? I, I've got, You've I've got... got high hopes for him. I, I, I expect, I wouldn't be surprised to see a big score from him this week. Without a doubt, I mean, he's a local rider. He'll know the track really well. He won the British Youth Round, whatever it is, the the junior thingy, at both yeah. of his own level, which I can't remember which one it was, but I'm sure he was fast. Um, yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll have a really good season, and partly I put that down as to why I think Plymouth will win that match. You know, they've got the, a really good rider at reserve, and you've also got riders like Henry Atkins, who's I think he's quite local as well. Eli Meadows, uh, no pressure on him, can do well, and then the, the big hitter like Dan Jilks, and then you've got Connor King, Richard Andrews, and Adam Extance, who are all exciting and have fair bits of quality on it so yeah I, I, I'm not going to sit on the fence here sorry Alfie but I think Plymouth will win quite, okay. quite comfortably and Rob um, again like probably like me um, with, and with the greatest respect I, I've looked at this fixture and I thought to myself I, I probably don't know these guys as well as I probably should do but just looking at the fixture, which which way do you see it going? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably I'll probably bow down to Kane's national league knowledge here, um, and I will, and I'll go with with Plymouth as well, especially with home track advantage. Um, I think having Dan Jilks in the in your in your team as your big hit is going to make a make a big difference. Um, Henry Atkins as well as is one to to keep an eye on in the in the Plymouth team to score big points. So yeah, I I, I would go for a Plymouth home win as well. I'm not I'm not sure if it as comfortable maybe as, as Kane made out, but I think it'd be, I think Plymouth will win this one, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think like the important part for me is you've got, um, you've got Jilks, Atkins, and Andrews as a strong, probably a strong top three for Plymouth, um, which will probably see them over the line. I think with Kent, they've got Morley and Botel, which is probably the stronger of the two, uh, the, the top heavy sides. Um, it's just whether. Someone like Dano Verge or Joe Alcoxon can support them enough at Plymouth. Um, I know, I know, Alfie's got press and practice day at Plymouth the day before that meeting, I believe. So he's going to have got some practice in there, and um, I'm going to wish Alfie the best. Um, obviously, he was the first guest that we had on the show, um, so I'm going to be following Alfie quite closely this year, and and hopefully he has a good meeting. Um, starting at number one, I believe ahead of Ben Morley, so it's going to be a good competition between them two to see who can stay number one at the end of the season. Um, yeah, sorry, Rob, go on. No, no, you carry on, mate. No, I was just, no, I was just going to, just no, to, moving I was on. Going to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, feel free, agree all you like. Um, I'll do it, Rob. <laughs> I'm going to move on to now um, the final meeting of the week um, as we've got it, and and this is where I, I call it a little bit of exciting news because this this podcast is ever evolving and we come up with ideas all of the time how we can make it better and um, this week we've had we've had correspondence with um, various different people about uh, certainly we've had correspondence with someone this week about how we can improve the the audio quality and the editing um, and, and it just it sort of excites you a little bit and it and it made us come up with it. I don't want to take sole responsibility for this because if it goes wrong, I don't want to be at fault for this. But um we sort of looked at the fixtures and apologies again to the Plymouth and Kent fans. We wanted to we want to focus on the Ben Fund Bonanza at Peterborough, um, which is coming this week on Sunday, March the twenty seventh. Um 
we've got a lineup here. We've got uh, I'll just run through the lineup quickly with everybody: Ryan Douglas, Simon Lambert, Nick Morris, Carl Howarth, Tom Brennan, Anders Rowe, Ben Barker, Ulrich Ostergaard, Sam Masters, Josh Orty, Scott Nichols, Louis Kerr, Charles Wright, Danny King, Jordan Palin, and Thomas Jorgensen. Obviously, um, some of these riders in the field are obviously riding because the, the Speedway Riders Benevolent Fund has helped them immensely through um, coming through back from injuries. And and this fixture alone for the charity accounts for 20% of their total yearly income, which raises vital funds to help support the injured riders and their families um, during the time when they're injured. So it, it, this is this is almost this is a flagship meeting for any. I always feel that this meeting should open any season and with the greatest respect to Josh Orty and, and everybody that's had a meeting. This, I always feel this meeting should start a season from now on. Yeah, I think it's it's a really important meeting. Perhaps not, you, you won't get a star-studded lineup as you would with the Pete Craven, but it's got, it's got a lot more meaning behind it. And it it's helping riders who are down on the look at the time and need the help in any way possible. And yeah, it, it whether it starts a season or not, it, it's good to see it come back every year, and hopefully it stays on for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I just sort of echo that really. It's a fantastic cause, isn't it? Um, and the uh, yeah, the, as is the the lineup isn't necessarily as star-studded as other ones, but it's definitely competitive. Like it's different. Again, it's, it's sixteen riders that you, any of them can turn up on the track on the day. And fancy they can win. Um, I, it's very, very difficult to pick a pick a winner. Um, We're going to have to. Well, I mean, I'm going to try. This is um, this is a meeting. This is the first. Um, I mean, we're at nil nil. So this if you is a want, we, if you want, guys, I'll go first, them. so you know who not to pick. Kane's Kane's not going first because I know who he's going to pick. I don't even know who I'm going to pick yet. Um, and, and I don't want you to pick the same rider as me because I've got I've got my rider in my head already. I don't. Yeah, I mean, who, who, I'm going to go first. Then I'm going to I'm, I'm going to go first and take everything. Oh, Rob, off. I'm, I'm going to let Rob go first this time. Go on, Rob. I'm going to pick Sam Masters as my. I'm not going for him. As my tip, <laughs> actually, it was, it was a struggle. I had like three in my head. I thought Masters, King, maybe Jorgensen, but I'm going to go with Sam Masters myself. I think. Um, yeah, that be that be my pick. Oh, I'll, I'll let Nathan go now because I'm still we'll picking. We'll chalk up one nil, Rob. Now, shall we? Calm down, calm down. I'm going to go a little bit left field, if I'm honest. And um, I'm going to go for someone who started the season really well. And I'm going Ryan Douglas. Um, Reason being, his performance at Scunthorpe and then his performance at Kings Lynn. I've just got a feeling the Peterborough track will will suit him. And I fancy Ryan Douglas to have a good night and win the meeting. I'm not saying I'm a copycat. But I also am going for Ryan Douglas. Oh, he's he's going for the uh, he he wants to stay level. That's what that's what, that's what he wants to do. He thinks he thinks uh, if I don't get beat, but if I don't pick, if I just pick the same rider as someone else, I can't possibly be last. I might be beating Rob next week. <laughs> no, I, I I just it's just what Nathan said. You know, he has had a really good season. Uh, I was, I remember I looked at the Scunthorpe lineup after we did the podcast. I was like, oh, Douglas might win that. You know. And then, then I, lo and behold, I picked the wrong Australian Scunthorpe rider. But yeah, <laughs> Douglas tends to go well at, at Peterborough. Um, anyone can win there, like like you said. Yeah, I I, I fancy Oliver Costigard as well. And to keep it interesting, I'll pick Oliver Costigard. But if Ryan Douglas gonna... wins, ah. I want half a point. Are you going to pick half the field again to win? I was, or... I was, you know, I was ben Bar- that, quite yeah. quite good. Yeah, Josh Hart could go well. You know what? Um, I think Speedway will win. Oh, oh, here we go. I'll put Ryan Douglas down. Okay, I'll take I'll take Ryan Douglas. I'll I'll shit house it. <laughs> but for the people out there, they they've pressured me to pick all the cost card now. Oh, you've changed your mind again. Do you want do you want Ostergaard or do you want Douglas? You need to. I think you need to pick one here. I don't think you can pick the same. I'll thing. keep it interested and I'll pick Ulrich Ostergaard. We've gone Ulrich Ostergaard, right? I'm changing okay. it on the list. Ulrich Ostergaard. Actually, now you've got Ulrich Ostergaard. Can I pick someone else? 
No, because I haven't finished writing Oscar Guard yet. Oh, I've done. So now once you get to the, yeah, once you get to the end of that, you don't want to write another one, do you? You're going to write Danny King now, aren't you? Who's got the longest name? Thomas Jorgensen. I'll pick it. I mean, the reason we've we've taken a look at this um, interesting concept again. Um, they they've obviously taken a look at what happened at the Peter Craven Memorial with Peterborough being a big track. They're going for a five-man final this year. So, um, again, it's an interesting concept, and it'll be good to... Um, I'm actually thinking, what am I... Oh, it's Mother's Day Sunday, isn't it? Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I'm not going to get away with going to Peterborough on Mother's Day, I'm going to be honest with you. But... Take it with you. Hey? <laughs> eh? Take it with you. Yeah, Gary, take it as a My mum would come to Speedway with me, but I doubt very much that uh, my partner would come with me. I'm not going to get away with this one. <laughs> I might mention it though. I might go and speak about it in a minute. But <laughs> if you just if you mention it every day, if you just mention it in passing every day, it just it just imprint on her brain, mate. I'll then, just say Rob Buddha. She'll end up wanting to go. So um, exactly. Yeah. See when Disney World and just accidentally go to Peterborough. Yeah, I like that. Good idea. Thank Good you. idea. Thank you. But. <laughs> The reason we've um, we've picked the um, the benevolent fund meeting this evening, um, I hope Rob and Kane aren't going to hate me for the conversation we're going to have now. But cool. we've been we've been spitballing cool. a, a few ideas over over the course uh, only over the course of the last couple of days, to be honest. Um, the reason we've chosen this meeting is because um, me, Kane, and Rob want to give something back as well. Uh, we want to raise some money on behalf of the Speedway Riders Benevolent Fund. We've come up with a few ideas, but what we want to do is we want to get the fans involved on this. Obviously, what we want to do is we want to get ideas from the fans and, and like we, we want to do something for charity that has an end point. So we want to, me and Rob and Kane will do some sort of charity walk um, with a, a finish point at a meeting somewhere in the UK, possibly this season, possibly next season. We, we, we have our own idea and if people agree with us, we'll go along with that idea. Um, but we want to raise money not only pr- primarily for the for the charity itself for the Speedway Riders Benevolent Fund. So whatever we earn, fifty percent of that will go to the charity. Um, and then we'll look. And then what we're looking to do is increase what we do as as a podcast as well. We're, we're looking to build on what we're making at the moment as much as we can. So we want your ideas so come at us we we want to receive all your on the social media side of it the facebook page the twitter page email however you want to get in contact us tell us what you would like us to do for charity and let's let's keep it sensible i think we know some of the demographic that we work with and some of the people that we talk to on a regular basis <laughs> and, and i can expect i can probably expect <laughs> some of the the responses that we're going to get but we need to keep it sensible we are doing this for a good cause. Um, we want to raise as much money as possible and we need to keep it sensible. So let's let's have a little think about what we can do in terms of can me, Kane and Rob walk to a meeting this year to raise money for the Speedway Riders Benevolent Fund and and or even with it being next season, can we do something to help out the injured riders? Um, what do you think, boys? I could walk to work and if you want. Okay. Sounds... Thanks for your thanks for your input. Cheers, Ken. We we I think uh, Nathan said some sensible ideas and he comes Yeah, well, you hear me going down. I don't do five, five minutes down the road, no worries. I mean I, in that case I could walk to Blunsdon, that's just up the road. No speedway truck there though. Yeah, no. there is. Is there? Well there is, it's right. Nobody's yeah. using it. Track, I wouldn't so. I wouldn't even walk to King's Lynn, so <laughs> Well that's that idea gone then. No, I I like no, I definitely like the idea. I, yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% up for that. Within, you know, within certain reason, I don't really want to walk from Paul to Glasgow if, <laughs> if people could avoid trying to make that idea happen. Um, Plymouth to Edinburgh, it is. Plymouth to Edinburgh is also probably on a no-go list, but yeah, for sure. Let's, for um, let's let's ask the fans. Look at the fixtures. Look at the fixtures for. Let's let's not look at the fixtures for next week. Let's look at the fixtures for the forthcoming season. Let's think of a memorable meeting. Whether it be this season or whether we know that there's going to be something next season, let's bring the ideas out and then me, Kane and Rob will discuss it um, and we'll choose what we think is the best option and, and we'll, we'll go for it. 
we're we're open to all ideas as long as they're sensible. Watch this space. <laughs> yeah, if anyone says walk to Torren for the last round of the Grand Prix, I'll also be probably stepping out of that one. Aha, you can't walk I'm on the in, sea. I am. I am. I will walk on water. I can do that. Jesus. He is the <laughs> Son was born on Christmas Day. Anyway, uh, thanks, thanks to everyone for listening to the listening to the show again. Um, uh, good luck to all the teams that are, and the meetings that are taking place this week. We hope everyone enjoys their speedway again when they go back. Join us again next week at the normal time on Tuesday. We will be previewing the fixtures again for the following week. Um, big one for me. It's the Kings Linnet. The mighty Kings and visit the Ipswich Witches next week in the first cup mix fixture. So I'll be interested to hear everyone's thoughts on that. Also, we've got Ty Proctor's first meeting, friend of the show, Ty Proctor. He'll be facing Birmingham in his first fixture. So we'll talk about all them next week. But uh, once again, thanks to you, Robin. Thanks to you, Kane, for coming on the show. And uh, all the best for the week. Thank you and goodbye. Yep. See you next week, guys. Cheers, guys. Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.